Welcome to Raw Radio. And we are live. And we're live. Oh my God. <laughs> it was fun. Good times. Uh, Chris Howder, uh, I'm. You might have shaken in my shoes, and that just, it was just <laughs> exciting. It was exciting. He's a fun, original person. Uh, one of the dirty dozen. If you don't know what that is, look it up. Um, what a unique personality. What a uh, smart uh, guy um, who's been through a ton in his life. And uh, I had a really good time talking to him. And I really hope uh, we can do it again and possibly again. And maybe another time after that, too, because I think he's got a lot, a lot of fun stuff to say. Reoccurring, reoccurring recording, recording. Um, listen, this is um, kind of thoughts that are on my mind immediately um, following the, the, the conversation with Chris. Recently, we, we spoke with Robert Drysdale about history of jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. And it was a very intriguing conversation from a historical perspective, factual historical perspective. And then now we talk to Chris Howder. And again, historical conversation on how things um, were way back in 80s, even 70s, early 80s from a jiu-jitsu perspective. And it it was a very different conversation, not so factual. It was a lot of experiences. And he talked about the thing that stuck with me the most is the ev- evolution, yes. right? Yeah, evolution. for sure. Uh, we always, <laughs> in these takeaways, I write something down. I usually have three or four. Uh, today, it was just evolution. That's all I wrote down with a couple stars next to it. And I think when you talk about, you know, you talked about Drysdale and the, the factual history of BJJ, um, here we're getting a more philosophical Mm-hmm. history of bjj here in the united states at least yeah and uh you know this is a guy that started training well before ufc one before most americans um heard of bjj you know i started um when did i start taekwondo 89 um and then by the, the time uh, of the first ufc i was doing kung fu um and uh you know, this guy has already been in it in BJJ, right? Not not even talking about Muay Thai and all the other stuff he had done, mm-hmm. the boxing and the street fighting and all that stuff. Uh, he had already been in it for five years. Um, you know, if you, you listen to the episode, I'm not going to spoil it. Listen to the episode and who he talks about training with in a garage. Like, man, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, Most of us have watched those individuals on on YouTube or on TV or, or you know, on videos kind of or looking up to them. And he literally trained in a garage with them, hands on the first hand. Um, he was with them right there. And that's mostly because academies didn't exist back then. We are talking about way back in the beginning of the 80s, even probably earlier than that. Well, he, yeah. <coughs> the, 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 <coughs> excuse me. Well, the second time. You're so excited. I, I know. I know the, uh, you know, there was one more thing that really struck me with a conversation with him and he kept referring back to it. Environment is stronger than will. Yeah. I'm totally stealing this one. 
because I think we often talk about this, who we surround ourselves with, surround yourselves with people you want to be like, you know, and it's, there are so many um, references in life mm -hmm. to that quote, sure. but he, he really brought it home for me. Right. The environment is stronger than I will. It, yeah. It, and, well, I was just going to say, is it nature or nurture, right? You lay down with dogs, you get up, you know, all that, all those mm -hmm. cliches, mm -hmm. but those are all rooted in, in fact, right? They all get their start there. Uh, and, you know, he talks about when he, um, so well, we'll get back to the topic of evolution. You know, he, he's seen it go from garages, challenge fights to strict sport. Right. He's seen that evolution and he's seen the branches that have come off of it over time. Uh, and he's got a really great perspective um, on it all. And I think, you know, if you look back over the history of, of BJJ, um, some of that gets lost. You, all they think about, you think about the names, uh, you think about the fights, but you don't think about the journey and how people got from A to B to C uh, and how, how the sport has evolved uh, or, you know, I, I shouldn't say the sport now, I'm not going to say the sport, but how the martial art has evolved over the years now into sport, right? Because I don't think it, it didn't start as sport. Right. And he does, he does talk about that, right? Those three, uh, he talks about street art and sport and, and, and what the differences are and how the evolution took place over time. And we're talking about decades. This is not days, weeks, months. This is decades, how all that evolved from the very, very beginning, you know, that, as you mentioned, the garage training to a big part of the conversation was the challenges, right? If you don't know what Gracie challenges are, go and look it up on YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, if you're not watching that episodes with Chris, you should be watching it. Actually, it's very visual. He shows us his, his combat-based garage where he trains out of. And um, if you ever wonder why garage not at the academy, how come the Dirty Dozen black belt doesn't have his academy? Well, all that is part of that conversation and part of the evolution that he explains um, how jiu-jitsu has grown over time how it, it feeds into mixed martial arts, MMA, UFC, whatever, you know, whichever format you want to present this in and how street and art falls into this, this matrix of what jujitsu really is. Yeah. And what I like about the evolution, um, a lot of times people pick one thing. Um, that, you know, sport is no good because of this or, um, you know, street, you know, why would you learn? You're never going to get in a street fight, right? Or, you know, I don't do this to, to fight on the street or whatever. Um, but he, you know, he takes, a, he realizes the importance of all of it and how the evolution has gone over the years um, and how they all intermingle still and why it's important. Um, you know, the philosophy of it, if you're training just for street fights, well, your training sessions are probably going to be short. The duration of your longevity over the sport, you know, he didn't bring this up. This is me thinking this is, but your longevity over the, the time in the martial arts, probably going to be short, you know, um, on the flip side, if you're just training sport all the time, you know, you might be getting to this complacency or this thought process where once somebody drops an elbow, and I remember this from just being, you know, 
messing around in martial arts as a teenager and, and through my uh, early twenties and stuff is, Oh, you can't do that. You know, somebody would say, Oh, you can't do that. You know, what do you mean? I can't do that. What are you, what are we doing here then? You know? So if you're in this sport aspect and that's all you're thinking and somebody drops an elbow on your eyebrow, you're going to be like, well, what just happened? Right. So the importance of all of it and understanding all of it and using all of it and picking up different pieces from here and there uh, is really a great philosophical view on the uh, evolution of it. Well, it all kind of boils down to rules of engagement, if you will. You know, mm -hmm. if, if, if you're training jujitsu or whatever you're training, you know, the art of it, there's a different rules of engagement than if you were training jujitsu for street. There are very different rules when, or very different engagement, rules of engagement, if you are training for sport. Mm -hmm. um, and often the training should vary. The often your um, your partnership with your training partners should vary. You should be different, mm -hmm. right? Somebody who's training for sport is going to have a probably very different response and very different attitude than somebody who's um, training for the other, um, you know, whether art or, or or street or sport, whatever it is. You know, what, what I'm trying to say is that, that you really have to understand what you're trying to achieve. As a student of jiu-jitsu, and, and this is this is often visible actually on the mat, you know, when when especially in the very beginning of the journey, when students are, are just venturing into this this, this huge monster of what jiu-jitsu really is, you know, you really should understand why you're here. You know, what is your goal? What are you trying to achieve? You know, are is your goal become a Pan American champion? And if it is, it's it's great. I think I think that's a great goal. But your training should be very different than if you're trying to learn how to protect yourself on the street. There's a different strategies, very likely different techniques you will learn. Your attitude, your mental approach is going to be very different in both of those cases. Yeah. Um, I think what often happens that we train this jujitsu kind of big bucket, and Chris talks about it quite, quite in a very interesting way with navigating through colors and how they mix and then what you get at the end of it at the end of it you know if you mix it all together you're not walking away with anything tangible essentially right um what was your take on this that was that was an interesting part of the conversation um well i think there there so you have these three different aspects of it the art aspect the street aspect the sport aspect mm -hmm. and if you i think if you you can muddy the waters mm -hmm. if you're bouncing from one to another to another and never really concentrating on uh, one. one aspect. Mm -hmm. Now that doesn't mean that you can't train one for a while and then go to another, because at that point now you have a clear distinction and you can, mm -hmm. um, you can see how, how they're threaded together. Right. Well, and I think you can you even can, train you can both of them at the same time. There, there's sure. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but I think what, where I was going with the conversation is if I'm, if if I'm a if my interest is self defense and let's say street jujitsu, well for what we call it, you know, and and yours is sport, and we start mm -hmm. having a sparring session, and I'm doing street, you're doing sport, interesting things will unfold. Probably, you know, I, I so finding the rules of engagement while we training is important to well, maximize yeah. the success. Yes, absolutely. So you set those parameters on week one to train for sport. Mm -hmm. And on week five, you set different rules of engagement for 
self-defense, right? And then on week 10, you set a different set for just the pure art of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, and then, but what, so what I was talking about is then you see how those three things go together mm-hmm. and you can, you can use now um, one to the other mm-hmm. and back and forth. And you're clear in your head as to, oh, hey, if this was a real situation, look how I'm set up for this, right? Or if it's a sports situation or if it's a street situation you're thinking about and he does something, you can say, oh, wow, I can use that aspect from sport. I can apply that to mm-hmm. a street situation, you know, so don't, don't be so, um, adverse to how things are changing, you know, oh, Baron Bull, I'll never work on the street. Um, you know, or you got the guys that say, uh, jujitsu is not a good self-defense because as you're on your back, I punch you in the face. Well, yeah. And I would probably control the situation to punch you on the face. You, you know what I mean? Um, so g- learn from the evolution and all those different things and bring them together and, and use them. And, and then, and then I don't know, is that, that the art part, you know, does that fit into the art aspect of it? Because you're learning and adapting and making it your own, right. You're changing it to fit mm-hmm. you. Right. So is that the art, mm-hmm. you know, um, I don't know. He's too smart for me, but uh, you know, that's, that's what I've got gotten out of it and, and how things, as they change, you need to adapt. Right. Um if and if you don't, well, then are you progressing? Are you evolving to get back to what we originally started talking about? And if if you don't adapt, you don't evolve, um, and you get stagnant, right? You get stuck. And that's that's uh, most visible with um, higher belts, especially with the instructors. Unfortunately, you know it's it's the evolution, continuous change, continuous growth is so important. Um, not only because we are supposed to be teaching others, mm-hmm. um, but also to our own development. Um, and um, I always highly encourage to continue putting yourself in those vulnerable spots. Keep, keep, keep evolving. Keep, keep learning. Keep finding the new things. And there's yeah. plenty of people out there who do it as well. And it's a simple collaboration of finding out of the new things. Yeah, well, new things, and often, often, actually, those new things are not so new. They they've been done before. Often, there are some new, but a lot of it has been done before, or it surrounds around the concepts that have been developed, or you might even know them. So, just keeping your mind open and continue, continue, continue learning is a critical point of um, continuing the journey. What did he say at the end? Sand is sand is leaving your glass. Ah, the the like the hourglass, the sands of time. Oh, yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, you he came to a realization at some point that you know you don't you're not going to get any of that time back. Um, he didn't expand on that too much, but you know, I what I've started looking at is um, if you take judo and it, by comparison Brazilian jiu jitsu, um, there was all. For me, initially, I thought like, um, well, I always thought black belt was it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a black, you're, you're a black belt, you know, mm. this person's a black belt. They must know everything, but you, it's more apparent in judo that no, that's, a, that's the launching pad for learning, right? Because mm-hmm. when you get your black belt, now you're really going to, it's because I look at judo a little bit like, and I, somebody will probably kill me for this, but karate, where it's like, now, you know, the moves 
how do you apply them? Right. Yeah, and tra- you- Travis Stevens right. talked about this, right? Yeah. It's like a little bit. It's like and- black belt essentially is the acknowledgement of you knowing the basics. Right. Yeah. Now it's sure. time to take it to the next level. And you I- know, and I think go ahead. Well, I was going to say in BJJ, I think sometimes um, it's so hard to get that black belt and it takes so long. And I've seen it a couple times, not too much, but I've seen it a couple times where people get it and then they think that they're done. They know it all, right? I couldn't have got here if I didn't know it all. Um, and then they don't start accepting different things from different people, different styles, mm-hmm. different, you know, screw that particular group of people. I don't want to you know, but there's people that are starting their own things, you know, whether it's 10th planet or American BJJ or whatever. Um, and people, other people are like, they dismiss it because they think that they're done, but they're not, you know, it, well, they could be done, but you, you don't have to be, you, there's more to learn. There's more to get out from other people. You know, um, he talked about briefly about, uh, levels of black belts, which is something that, you know, really blew my mind. Um, not, not even that long ago where it was like, Oh, I saw a black belt a, who I thought was a beast just get manhandled by black belt B. I mean, and it was like, I, you know, you would think that a wasn't, wasn't even a black belt. You would think that, you know, like that guy can't be a black belt if that other dude just manhandled him like that, but it's not, it's not, it doesn't work that way because B is evolving, you know, he's learning more, he's going and, or, you know, yeah. And a, if he's got an open mind can get to that level, he can keep moving up. Um, you know, but, but you, you just made evolve. everybody confused by you. <laughs> Did I, <laughs> you made me confused. You know what I'm saying? A and B and I know, you know what, what you're what saying. saying. I know. Do you want me to say the names? No, uh, no, no because I won't say well, the names. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you get it, uh, that, that there's so you just if you keep learning keep an open mind um and keep evolving that you know what you thought when you got your black belt you're just going to be so much better than years down the road right i think this for me personally this was the deepest conversation from a historical storytelling and then just philosophy of jiu-jitsu chris really dug into um a lot of things that i personally would think about often so um if you haven't listened to the episode you need to listen to the episode and then also interesting interesting topic do you wash your belt (laughs) interesting answer interesting answer there but don't say anything don't say anything the um listen but if you guys have not seen or heard we have a little um we're trying to solve this big problem in jujitsu do you wash your belt or not so you should go to our website the Roll Academy, um, the RollRadio.com. I just plugged the wrong thing. <laughs> the RollRadio.com, and right on the very front front page, there is a button. You can cast your vote whether you do or you do not wash your belt. We're going to be going through this all the way throughout January, and we're going to be talking about these things. But um, help us help us solve this big problem or this It'll big debate. Oh, well, we'll see. We'll see where the ghost with the with the with the votes go, which way. So anyway, shall we wrap this up? Sure. Yeah. Uh, keep evolving. Um, evolution is real. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, whether you believe in it or not, it doesn't matter because it is real. And, uh, until the next one, is that how I close the next one? Until yeah, the next yeah one? I guess so. <laughs> Off to the next one. <laughs> Off to the next one. That's it. All right. Peace. All right. Later. Thank you for listening to Raw Radio. 
If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a review and help us make the show even more amazing. For future episodes, check out our website and follow us on all major podcast platforms. Take care. Thank you.